J.C. Sherber, TheBigSpur.com, also his collective Carolina Rise with us on Thursdays. J.C., I'm going to ask a question or pose it perhaps unlike any question I've ever posed. Tell me what's the newsiest item right now regarding South Carolina's football team. Uh, well, it probably is that uh, wide receiver Juice Wells, who sat out this year, is um, uh, thinking of hitting the portal, probably going to hit the portal. Uh, after he kind of said he was coming back, I mean, you know, this has happened a couple of times. Yeah. Um, if you want something positive, I think it's Lenora Sellers, the quarterback, that's going to take over next year. I, you know, I'm sure you've seen the tweets and stuff about KJ Jefferson and things like that. But yeah. you know, they're they're pretty fired up about Sellers, and uh, quite frankly, Bill, I think he's better. Uh, you know, than than KJ. Nothing against KJ; he's a good quarterback. But uh, I think that is the type of guy that can really kind of help the offense move along. They got a lot of good young offensive linemen, so that's going to get better. You know, he's just that type of guy, type of quarterback that can elevate. So I think that would be the most positive thing right now. But certainly uh, there's a lot of negativity with the Juice News. And Juice Wells is, if he's healthy and raring to go, an immediate impact guy, right, wherever. Uh, Yeah, he's one of the best receivers in the SEC. Um, You know, he he actually got – he really had one drive this year. (laughs) Uh, It was the first one against Georgia. And you saw, like, the offense open up and went right down the field. He took a little screen pass, went 16 yards for a touchdown, then unfortunately hurt his foot again. Uh, never played again this year. So he uh, he's special. I mean, we saw that last at the end of last season, uh, how good he could be and uh, when he's healthy. And certainly anybody in the country uh, would want him. Did they get him also out of the DMV? He's originally from Richmond, Virginia. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if you'd call that the DMV yeah, or not. Yeah, um, right. He was at James Madison. He was kind of took a weird path. He was a uh, he didn't qualify, so he went to Fort Union. He's one of the few kids that go to prep school these days, and then went to JMU and just blew up. And then the Gamecocks, gosh, that, that was kind of before NIL was so big in the portal. Gamecocks beat Texas and Florida, and North Carolina, and a bunch of good schools on him. So he. Uh, you know, certainly uh, is a special player. And, you know, they're trying to talk him into staying, so maybe portal's not open yet. But uh, I think it, I'd probably classify that as a long shot. Just business down in Hoover, Alabama. Ask J.C., does he think K.J. Jefferson may go to Auburn? I have heard that Auburn is a, is a factor uh, if, he does, if he does decide to leave. You know, frankly, I think that'd be a pretty good fit, you know, for him. I, I think probably a better fit if Malzahn was still there. Um, but but right. Hugh Freeze's offense does take advantage of a dual-threat quarterback quite well. Uh, I think I think he was pretty good at, you know, teaching the ins and outs of the passing game. Bill, you remember Bo Wallace? I mean, he made Bo Wallace into a guy that I never thought Bo could be right. uh, passing-wise. So, um, right. I, frankly, if, you, if, you, if you're asking me, where the best fit for K.J. Jefferson would be if he leaves Arkansas, I'd, I'd probably have Auburn right up there, and I know that there is some interest. You've been doing this a long time, and dating myself, I've been doing it longer than you, somewhat longer <laughs> than you. So I want to know if you've ever seen this before. The Riley Leonard story hits. It's been rumored for a while, but hits 
on Wednesday, and immediately the entire planet Earth says, oh, it's Notre Dame. There's not even one contrarian opinion. <laughs> I, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So, um, and I kind of think it's funny, Notre Dame, like for the second straight year, they they go to Tobacco Road and right. pick off a quarterback from the, the, the two little guys. You know, I mean, they're not going in there and taking North Carolina or NC State's quarterback to take it Dukes and Wake Forest, which, right? heck, Riley Leonard and Sam Hartman, both special players. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Maybe maybe Marcus Freeman coach a little better next season and they can actually live up to their potential. Topwater assassin over in South Carolina. Ask J.C., he says Ken Ard thinks that the administration at South Carolina doesn't have nearly the commitment to football that Clemson does. Does J.C. agree? I don't want to question Ken Ard. I, I know who he is. I don't know him. Um, I think it's hard to hard to blame the administration on commitment. I think, you know, you talk about institutional alignment – that could be a lot better, I think, at South Carolina. And people also have to understand, you know, Clemson is a football school, and they don't hide that. You know, they're not necessarily sinking a bunch of money into other sports. They do okay, and they do invest, softball, baseball, men's basketball. But, you know, South Carolina has standards, believe it or not, kind of like at Ohio State. I mean, they don't, as bad as they've been on the the court and men's basketball, man, they don't tolerate having losing seasons in that sport. They don't certainly don't tolerate it in baseball. And the day they start losing in women's basketball, they're not going to tolerate that either. Um, so I think the administration, w- without sitting here and saying they're perfect and can do no wrong, because I'm certainly not saying that, there's certainly some mistakes that have been made, I think it's more of a question of institutional alignment from top to bottom and commitment from top to bottom than it is the administration is just not committed. Uh, and I think that um, I think if you're talking about NIL specifically, I think you're you're about to see a a, um, a lot of uh, a better commitment on their part. A lot of that has to do with the rules and trying to figure out you know because that changes every week uh, and all that. But uh, I would I would probably say institutional alignment is more of an issue than than maybe the administration. Jim, I mean I mean I, you don't build a fifty million dollar ops building. And, and and not have a a, a commitment to football, Bill. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just don't do. I mean, you know, so people people have to understand that. Jim in Spartanburg wants to know about Chancey Stuckey, a Clemson guy. Now he'd been in the NFL, and I guess he'd been at Baylor most recently before going to Notre Dame. He's been unhired. He's recruited very well. They've got a nice young nucleus of receivers. He's free now. Have you heard anything about him coming back south or any type of? I, I have not, and uh, I haven't talked to anybody at Clemson lately. Um, you know, are they going to make staff changes? What's Dabo's timeline, all that good stuff? I certainly think he's an excellent recruiter. Um, was he coach receivers, Bill? Was he receivers yes. coach? Yes. Yeah, and you, you do have Jeff Scott there unemployed uh, in Clemson, and they got a coach, Tyler Grissom, that coaches there, so – yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows what would happen uh, if they do make a change at receivers, coaches. I, I, I do have a lot of respect for Chancey Stuckey. Uh, you know, sometimes guys, good coaches get scapegoated. We saw that at Florida 
with Spencer and Corey Raymond getting dismissed. I mean, that's, that's weird. Those guys are really good. Um, but sometimes that happens. And, you know, certainly I think if there was an opening at Clemson, that they would uh, definitely consider him. I mean, he's one of those uh, Tigers for life. And certainly Dabo knows who he is and all that good stuff. Tom in Myrtle Beach, ask JC is South Carolina or who else might be interested in Grayson McCall? That's one I haven't heard much on, and it's kind of weird because he, you know, he was in the portal last year, Bill. I think last year. Yes. And uh, it was here at Auburn, NC State, all these other schools, and he kind of snuck in there this year. Didn't really have the season that he's had. Um, you know, South Carolina, and I mentioned that about KJ. Uh, they they probably will take a portal quarterback to, as kind of a, a an insurance policy, so to speak, in case of an injury uh, for depth. I don't know if that's something Grayson McCall will be interested in or not, uh, but uh, you know that would be a guy that you know if you could get him uh, and say, "Hey, look, you're going to come compete for the job," but we've got a guy we really like, and he came in that could only help you with competition and all that. But I have not heard anything specific. Apparently, last year, and there was you mentioned the Auburn rumors, et cetera. There was talk about some academic transfer that wasn't working or credits that yeah. were I'm not sure and, what and that, that was. That could be the case. You know, and I guess he's probably a graduate graduate transfer by now. So. Question from Craig in North Augusta, South Carolina, wants to know your thoughts on, and I'm just not familiar with this, a million-dollar donation. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's positive. Uh, it, it went to the uh, other collective, the Garnet Trust. Um, and uh, you talk about the school being committed. You know, my understanding is that, you know, while you can't go out and solicit funds, you can point guys in the right direction, and they certainly did in this situation. And what it is is that he's given a million, but then, uh, you know, as they Garnet Trust ends up collecting more memberships and, things like that, he's going to match it up to a million. So it could end up being about $3 million, which is a very significant wow. uh, NIL contribution and, and certainly nothing but a positive for South Carolina's efforts moving forward. So it could be triple what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's big. That's, you need more of those. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a little bit of a commitment there to me, doesn't it, to you? Yeah, sure, certainly. I wish I had enough to uh, to make that kind of commitment out of my pocket. I certainly uh, certainly would uh, would uh, love to be able to do that, Bill. I'm sure you would as well. <laughs> yeah, L Dog in Peachtree City, GA. Bill, get JC's pick on Georgia Bama. Uh, I'd, I'll have to go with Georgia right now. Um, you know, I'll give you the caveat though. It would worry me if I were a dog fan if, if Milrow gets loose with his legs. Because yeah. sometimes when you play a, an aggressive defense like Georgia plays, that can be an equalizer, and, and that would scare me a little bit. But, you know, as long as they play assignment football and, and all that, I mean, I, you know, Bill, most of the time these games uh, between Georgia and Bama, they're, they're very even or edge to Bama. I think Georgia's clearly the better team this year. Um, Georgia's health would concern me too. I know they had some guys missed the Georgia Tech game, and that game is probably closer than people would like. But my feeling is they'll all be back this week. And, uh, you know, it's in Atlanta. Um, although Bama does sell all their tickets to these games, uh, 
I've been to I've been to two of them uh, in the Georgia Dome and in Mercedes Benz in 2017. It's usually 70% Georgia, so it's kind of a home game for them. Um, but you know, Alabama surprised me all year. They turned it around. Uh, what a pass they threw on fourth and 31 the other day. That's oh. that I, I saw second and 26 live. Uh, and I thought I'd never see a play like that again. And, th- and I didn't see this one live, but, you know, watching it, that's that's got to live in infamy. I would not want to be an Auburn fan having to live through that. So, we'll see. Bama's, Bama's stepped up. Just when you think that they're not going to get it done, they tend to find a way. And this, is, uh, this has been one of Nick Saban's best coaching jobs. But, man, Georgia's just awfully strong and awfully good and awfully skilled. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But, but I would pick Georgia right now. The irony, not only the 10-year of the kick six, but in the game you were at, Tua took a horrible sack, a freshman, what are you doing sack. And it's now, you mentioned, second and 26, next play, game over. This game, it was an errant snap that cost them all those yards, fourth down and 31, and they get it. I mean, that's crazy. And you know, know, that pass would have been complete in the NFL too, Bill. He got both his feet in. (laughs) <laughs> Isaiah Bond, you know, so that was uh, – that's just uh, – has to be tough to swallow if you're Auburn. But, uh, you know, credit Milrow for making making the play. I mean, he's, he's a legend now. Have Johnny Crawford long time, decades in the SEC as an official, and he joins us every Wednesday. I asked him about that play in particular. A little bit of a push-off. He said, you don't make that call there. Said he agrees with the yeah. no call. Yeah, not if it. I mean, if it's egregious, I think you right. have to. But it, I didn't think it was something that I, I would have swallowed the whistle had I been Johnny Crawford or whoever as well. Sure. How aggressive is South Carolina currently and about to be getting players from the portal? They have to be, Bill. They've got yeah. they've got some. Positions like running back and now wide receiver, they have to get some guys. You know, people are going to mention the line just because it was so bad, but they've actually got a lot of good young players that will be better next year up there. they got bodies and numbers, and, you know, they'll have some veterans come back as well. Uh, I think uh, defensive line as well could use an infusion uh, up front and edge. Uh, I think linebacker safety, they're probably pretty good. Maybe a corner. But uh, that D line on defense, and then receiver and running back on offense, they're gonna they're going to be in shopping mode for sure. One more question here on Twitter wants to know: Could you throw a couple of teams as likely or potential destinations for Juice Wells if he does leave? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll you know, and, and sometimes you hear teams to begin with, and then that ends up not being the case. But uh, I'd throw Texas and Auburn out there right now as, as potential schools that uh, just through the grapevine. Like I said, Texas was a team that offered him uh, with Sark when he hit the portal from JMU. So uh, I could see that happening. And obviously Auburn is going to be, you know, trying to upgrade across the board. So we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, you know, I think uh, those two I would look at right now. See you next week, sir. Thanks, buddy. There he is, J.C. Show, the Big Spur.com. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel.